There's a lost soul who's tired of the sinning. You are listening to the Daily Doctrine Devotional. This is a daily podcast designed to teach and preach Bible doctrine each weekday throughout the year. This is Evangelist Tim McVeigh asking you to please let others know about this podcast so that they can subscribe or tune in each weekday. At the end of the podcast, we will provide you with subscription information as well as contact information for our ministry. Thank you for listening, and we pray that the Lord will help each of us as we study and preach the Word of God. And the saints all with gladness are singing the glorious song of the redeemed, song of the We are closing out the week at Family Camp. This is the Thursday podcast. We got the rest of today, tomorrow. Uh, my voice is already a little bit hoarse. And of course, you got cold night air and sweating during the day. And you go back and forth and shower a couple times a day. And eventually, you just lose your voice. And uh, the Lord's been good to us. Been here at laboring with Brother Rose and Brother Harvey, the people of God, Brother Williams, the assistant pastor here. And we've been laboring with the word of God, been laboring for the cause of Jesus Christ, trying to get some young people, trying to get some families to Jesus Christ. Had several of the services acknowledge their need of a savior. And I pray that you would pray for us still, pray for the services today on Thursday, pray for the services tomorrow on Friday. And then if you would next week, next Wednesday, the McVeighs will be traveling to Maine. If you would pray for us, we'll be preaching in Seacane, Pennsylvania, which is in the Clifton Heights area around Philadelphia on Monday evening, and uh, then we'll go home Tuesday, Lord willing. We'll pack our bags and load the van and get ready first thing on Wednesday morning, be heading uh, up the road to the state of Maine. So please pray for the McVeigh family and pray for our King James Conference that starts this coming Monday on the podcast, three weeks of preaching on the King James Bible, not just preaching out of the King James Bible, but preaching on and about the King James Bible. Psalm 89 is Masculine of Ethan the Ezraite. Now, this is the last message I'm going to record before we head to Maine, before our King James Bible Conference. And so I'd ask you that you'd be a willing listener, a dear friend of ours, a new convert that's announced a call to preach, is going to be with us on the podcast tomorrow, and how we thank the Lord for him. And so you just pray, God will use his life. When you introduce to him, hear him preach, pray God would use him in a great and a mighty way. This is Maskell. This is a song to be sung. It's of Ethan the Ezraite. And there's enough in here that I want to cover the entire Psalm, 52 verses, and just see what the Lord is going to do with it. But there's enough in here that we see Jesus Christ in the Psalm. And for he says, I will sing of the mercies of the Lord forever. And there's a colon there, so it's a standalone sentence. With my mouth will I make known thy faithfulness to all generations. Now, we sing that hymn. Most of us would know that little chorus, rather, and understand that. But the reality is that the psalmist said, I will sing of the mercies of the Lord forever. With my mouth will I make known thy faithfulness. And what do you mean? Audibly, with your mouth, with singing, with joy, with words, with speech, Make known his faithfulness to all generations. It's amazing how many people you come in contact today uh, that they just don't have the words of Jesus Christ inwardly. Here we are at family camp, and you try to pick up a discussion with some about the Bible, and they get weirded out and uncomfortable and move seats and 
They go out, yet they name the name of Christ, but they're not comfortable glorifying Jesus Christ. And can I say, my friend, one of the most comfortable things to me, one of the most comforting things to me is that I can speak of Jesus Christ. I can be instant in season, out of season, reprove, rebuke, and exhort with all long suffering and doctrine. He said, for I have said, mercy shall be built up forever. Thy faithfulness shalt thou establish in the very heavens. That's why he said his mercy reaches unto the heavens, his truth unto the clouds. And another place he says, thy faithfulness reaches unto the heavens and thy truth unto the clouds. He said, thy faithfulness shalt thou establish in the very heavens. I have made a covenant with my chosen. I have sworn unto David, my servant. Now here's a little bit of messianic Psalm. I have sworn unto David, my servant, thy seed will I establish forever and build up thy throne to all generations, Selah. So why does he say that about David? Why is he prophesying here of Jesus Christ? Well, he said in verse 34, my covenant will I not break, nor alter the thing that has gone out of my lips. Once have I sworn by my holiness that I will not lie unto David. His seed shall endure forever and his throne as the sun before me. And so God made a promise to David. It was concerning Jesus Christ. The throne of David is the throne that will be established which Jesus Christ will rule and he will reign for 1,000 years on this earth. And that's the promise of God to David, through David, and by David. And David, the word of God told us concerning him, in verse 25 of Acts 2, for David speaketh concerning him, I foresaw the Lord always before my face, for he is on my right hand that I should not be moved. Verse 30, he said, therefore being a prophet and knowing that God had sworn with an oath to him, that's David, that of the fruit of his loins, according to the flesh, he would raise up Christ to sit on his throne. He seeing this before spake of the resurrection of Christ that his soul was not left in hell, neither his flesh did see corruption. And so when he said, thy seed will I establish forever and build up thy throne to all generations, it was a promise to David for his faithfulness. That's God's, God's faithfulness to David because of David's faithfulness. You know, God's looking for a man today. He's looking for a man that'll be found faithful. He's looking for stewards that'll be found faithful. He's looking for God's men God's ladies, God's children, that in this day in which we live, they will be found faithful. And then he said, verse 5, And the heavens shall praise thy wonders, O Lord, thy faithfulness also in the congregation of the saints. So we've established this chapter is about the faithfulness of Almighty God, his covenant with David, his promise of the seed of David. That's why Jesus Christ was raised up after the seed of David, because of the faithfulness of Almighty God. God is greatly to be feared in the assembly of the saints, and to be had in reverence of all them that are about him. And again in verse 8, we see his faithfulness. O Lord God of hosts, who is a strong Lord like unto thee, or to thy faithfulness round about thee? Why does it speak of his faithfulness? Because God has promised and every promise God has made, God has always kept. God is faithful as he has promised. God is faithful to do what he said he would do. He sent his son into this world to save sinners. 
Has God saved sinners? Yes, he has. Why? Because he's faithful. Every promise that God has made, God has made because of his faithfulness. He's faithful to the word of God. Put his word above his own name because of his faithfulness. And God established things in this, in this life and in this world. And even in the heavens, he's established his faithfulness. Thou rulest the raging of the sea. We're back in verse 9. When the waves thereof arise, thou stillest them. Why? Because he's faithful. Thou hast broken Rahab in pieces as one that is slain. Thou hast scattered thine enemies with thy strong arm. Why? Because God is faithful. The heavens are thine. The earth also is thine. As for the world and the fullness thereof, thou hast founded them. Why? Because of his faithfulness. He found in the world that he could show himself faithful. He found the world that he could prove himself faithful. He found the world that he could be a faithful God to them. The north and the south, thou hast created them. Tabor and Hermon shall rejoice in thy name. Thou hast a mighty arm. Strong is thy hand and high is thy right hand. And again, we've established in these messianic psalms, but it begs repeating that the arm of God is the strength of God. But thy right hand of God is a God of the hand of chastening, but it's also a hand of mercy. It's a hand of disciplines, but it's a hand of love. And that right hand of God is Jesus Christ. And that's why he said on this wise, uh, he said, and high is thy right hand. Jesus Christ is the right hand of God. Stephen saw him standing in judgment, for the Lord standeth in judgment. And when Stephen's about to die, being stoned as a martyr, he said, I beheld the Lord and Jesus standing on the right hand of God. The right hand is a position of power. The right hand is a position of mercy. The right hand of God is mighty and it's true. Justice and judgment of the habitation of thy throne. Mercy and truth shall go before thy face. Now, we spoke of that yesterday on the podcast. Why have mercy and truth gone before his face? Well, I'll tell you why. Because mercy and truth are met together. Righteousness and peace have kissed each other. Where did this take place? And by the way, when you see mercy and truth together, you ought to just think of the cross. It points to Calvary. Mercy and truth have kissed each other. Where? At the cross of Jesus Christ. Where have righteousness and peace have kissed each other, rather? When mercy and truth have come together, they met in a place called Calvary. They're in a place of a skull, Golgotha. And there they kissed each other. There they've been in harmony forever. There they've come. Why? Because Jesus Christ, the Son of God, is mercy. He is peace. He is faithful. Mercy and truth shall go before thy face. Blessed is the people that know the joyful sound. They shall walk, O Lord, in the light of thy countenance. In thy name shall they rejoice all the day, and in thy righteousness shall they be exalted. For thou art the glory of their strength, and in thy favor our horn shall be exalted. The preacher speaking this morning used the verse about God taketh no pleasure in the legs of a man. Why is it? Because he told us here, because the glory of their strength is the Lord. It's not in the strength of a man. A man's legs are his strength. A man's walking is his strength. But God taketh no pleasure in that. But what he takes pleasure is when the Lord is our strength. When the Lord is the glory of our strength. For the Lord is our defense. And the Holy One of Israel is our King. Then thou spakest in vision to thy Holy One. And said, I have laid help upon one that is mighty, 
I have exalted one chosen out of the people. I have found David my servant. With my holy oil have I anointed him. The faithfulness of God, when he told his right hand, he told his holy one. He told the Son of God. He told Jesus Christ. He said, I found that man I'm looking for. I have exalted one chosen out of the people. It wasn't the mighty. It wasn't the elder. No, it was a man of a ruddiness. It was a man with a countenance of ruddiness with the youth. And it was David, chosen of God, anointed of God. He was his servant, and he anointed him. And then he said, with whom my hand shall be established, mine arm also shall strengthen him. There is the messianic prophecy of which we speak. Why, it's through David that his hand shall be established. It's through David that his arm shall be strengthened. Why? Because we talked early in this passage, it's the seed of David. It's the seed of that covenant with David that God would raise up his son, Jesus Christ, of the seed of David, of the house and the lineage of David. And God would establish his strength through that seed. And God promised David. Why did God promise David? Because of his faithfulness. And I'm not talking about David's faithfulness. I'm talking about because of God's faithfulness. God has proven himself time and time again to be faithful. He will do what he said. He said if he's not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. How has he proved that? Because he's not willing that any should perish. And the evidence is that many have come to repentance. That's our Lord. That's our God. That's our faithful one. The enemy shall not exact upon him, nor the sons of wickedness afflict him. And I will beat down his foes before his face and plague them that hate him. But my faithfulness and my mercy, glory to God, shall be with him. And in my name shall his horn be exalted. What is that? It's the name of the Lord. The horn be exalted in the person of Jesus Christ, that holy one of God, the right hand of God, the right arm of God, and he said in verse 25, I will set his hand also in the sea and his right hand in the rivers. Why? He guided the water course. He establishes the water course. He shall cry unto me, thou art my father, my God, and the rock of my salvation. Now, we're not talking about David there. I mean, it looks good on the, on the external. I'm sure if you go to study helps, it'll say, well, this is just David. No, he said his horn would be exalted. He said he set his right hand in the sea. Who is that? Jesus Christ. And he said, he who, the right hand of God, shall cry unto me, thou art my father, my God, and the rock of my salvation. We've established in these podcasts over the months, when you see the rock of salvation, we see Jesus Christ. When we see the rock, the high tower, the strength, the ever-present help in trouble, we see Jesus Christ, and he is going to cry He's the one that's going to cry, my father, my God. In verse 27, also I'll make him my firstborn. Hallelujah, glory to God. Higher than the kings of the earth. That's why he's extolled. That's why he's the only potentate. That's why God puts him in that position. He said, I will make him higher than the kings of the earth. My mercy will I keep for him forevermore. And my covenant shall stand fast with him. His seed also will I make to endure forever. Why? Because he giveth unto them everlasting life. He giveth unto them eternal life. And you say, what's the difference? I hear men talk of interchange them, everlasting 
has no end, but it can start today. God can give you everlasting life. He can start you living today and you'll have no end in Christ. But he's also the eternal God. He gives eternal life because that life is hid in Christ. My life is hid with God in Christ and he is eternal in the heavens. He has no beginning. He has no end. He is the ancient of days. You know, make him his throne as the days of heaven. If his children forsake my law, who's that speaking of? That's speaking of us. That's the seed of God, the born of God, those birthed into Christ. And he said, I will not walk in my judgments if they break my statutes and keep not my commandments. Then will I visit their transgression with the rod and their iniquity with stripes. Nevertheless, my loving kindness will I not utterly take from him, nor suffer my faithfulness to fail. He's not going to permit his faithfulness ever to fail. It will never cease. It will never stop. My covenant will I not break, nor alter the thing that's gone out of my lips. Why? Once I have sworn my holiness, I will not lie unto David. His seed shall endure forever, and his throne is the sun before me. It shall be established forever as the moon, and as a faithful witness in heaven, Selah. I'm going to stop there. I was going to try to finish the chapter, but really as far as the messianic portion of that, I don't believe it continues after that. I believe it's completed in David, the promise to David, the faithfulness of God to David, why that men might see Jesus Christ, the everlasting God, the faithful one, the holy one of Israel, the arm of God, the right hand of God. He is eternal God. He's the faithful God. Jesus Christ, the righteous. What a joy it is to know Jesus Christ. I'll miss recording and try to record while we're gone. I'll miss these recordings. In three weeks, I won't be recording. We have some special guests, hopefully preaching during that time. But I want to thank God for the time he's given us to extol Jesus Christ in this psalm. I pray you have a great week. Enjoy the podcast tomorrow as our dear special guest preacher preaches. And I do pray you'll let folks know about the King James Bible Conference on the podcast. There's a lost soul who's tired of his sinning, and he longs to return to the Lord, as he cries for forgiveness and mercy. God is waiting. You have been listening to the Daily Doctrine Podcast with Evangelist Tim McVeigh. For correspondence, please contact us through our website and someevangelist.com and use the contact form to connect with us. You may also subscribe to the podcast through our website or search for Daily Doctrine Evangelist Tim McVeigh on iTunes, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Audible, or Amazon. To write to us, please use our church address, which is Manasseh Community Baptist Church, 70 Back Hollow Road, Blaine, Pennsylvania. 17006. Thank you for listening, and we pray that the Lord will help each of us as we study and preach the Word of God. Don't forget to subscribe and tune in tomorrow. And remember to look up for your redemption draweth nigh. Now the angels of God are rejoicing for the prodigal. Child has come home.
saints all with gladness are singing.